Hello, hello, hello. Welcome. It's been a long time since we've last uh, spoke. This is Jay Hamilton McCoy, and I'm joined by the world's foremost leading uh, legal humorist, Sean Carter. How you doing, man? Good, 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 man. Although I think now I want to go by um, the sixth oldest black man. Uh, uh, I'm only 50, but you know how that works. Rest in peace, Luther. And and, and my newest title I got on Facebook, uh, Blackspert, uh, expert in in, in all things black. Hey, man, you had the credentials for that, man. We've seen you on CNN. We've seen you in all kinds of media outlets so far, man. How, How are you enjoying the celebrity life? I'm enjoying it, man. I tell you now, being a legal, you know, you mentioned a black expert, uh, it's a little light on the groupies. I'm going to grant you that. I'm going to grant you It's not exactly like being Jay-Z. Um, <laughs> but what makes up for it is, uh, is, 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 uh, serenity and peace in my home. So I guess I'll take, I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and take it. Uh, Jay-Z can keep his stuff, um, except for the money. Um, but it's been, it's been good, man. You had your, um, you know, uh, are you still in the 15 minutes or are you about 14 minutes and 35 seconds into your fame? Um, I can't tell, man. Cause you know, at this point I've done so many interviews that they recycle and bring back out in a different media platform now. <laughs> so things I've forgotten about that pop back up. Uh, I'm just trying to make sure that I keep my nose clean and I stay on my P's and Q's and don't say anything wrong. I feel like TMZ is always lurking somewhere. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, they, they're not coming out of North Carolina. You, you long as you stand up. <laughs> um, but hey, man, it is it has been now. The funny part is it's been too long since we've had technical problems. We haven't, you know, recorded an episode in, in forever doing all this other stuff. Absolutely. And, the thing is, though, the world hasn't changed a bit. We are still trying to figure out the, the seven things that black people can do without the police being called on us. Uh, man, it's it's a struggle, man. You know, I was thinking the other day I was at Home Depot looking for a grill and I said to myself, it's summertime. I'm ready to have grill ribs, steaks, chicken. I, I'm a grill master. That's what I do. OK. And I kept thinking. If this were Oakland, I would be doing the same thing. I would be getting my grill together and going out and making delicious food for the community to partake in. But we found that apparently barbecuing is illegal uh, (laughs) in certain parts, uh, according to white people in Oakland. Only if you don't have, I think, the right biodegradable charcoals. I think the problem <laughs> is he didn't go organic with his charcoals. Now, now, what cracked me up about, we're talking about, of course, everybody, barbecue Becky. And, and what is amazing to me about that is that who who is that into their charcoal or their charcoal regulations? <laughs> they would one, know what they are and two, want to enforce them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Citizens arrest. Now, now what's funny about Barbecue Becky, well, so much is funny. First thing is, for anyone who knows the history of Oakland, Oakland was traditionally a black city. uh, And since the expansion of Silicon Valley and all these new people coming in who can now pay elevated rents and housing prices and all that stuff, the complexion of Oakland is slowly changing. Um, And the park that they were at was uh, Merritt Lake. 
that's every time I go to Oakland, that's where all the activity is. Okay. People are partying, people are dancing, people are grilling. That's where everything is because for black culture, that's what we do. We barbecue. That, that's what we do. And uh, and so now you kind of see the collision between old Oakland and this new Oakland embodied by uh, Barbecue Becky, where apparently they're not going to tolerate it. And they're going to <laughs> um, call police to get involved in situations that really shouldn't involve police. Then on top of that, when the police show up, they're going to go into, I don't know what that move is that she pulled. It was some oh, tremendous acting. She should have gotten an Oscar for it. I'm surprised Spielberg hasn't called her yet. Um, but she started shaking and shivering. And now all of a sudden she's a victim, despite the fact that she just harassed a whole bunch of people who weren't trying to do anything but barbecue. So what I'm, what I'm torn is it used to be a time where when you set up a grill and you start barbecuing, people would wait in line for a plate. Like this was a, a time for the community to come together and eat good food. So was she just intimidated by the seasoning and the flavors? Is she saying that it's not bland enough? For her palate, <laughs> <laughs> it, I'm telling you, the coals were not biodegrade. It, they were not. <laughs> they were. They were not bio, They were not green. They were not green coals. They were. They were. <laughs> they were black coals. Right? You can't have no black coals out there. I, you know that the only thing that was good about that and the justice that happened was that. Um, let me explain. Let me help you out. The next uh, barbecue Becky out there, um, or you know, um, you know, stir fry Susan. Uh, let me explain this to you, girl. Um, <laughs> the internet don't play that. You right. will be famous in a way. Uh, Jesse and I are trying to get that famous. I'm gonna have to rob a liquor, a liquor store to get that famous. All right, you can't get that famous <laughs> uh, legally as a black person. She, I saw her photo. She was like Forrest Gump. I saw her Photoshop with uh, with Malcolm X, with with Dr. King. With, she was on the bar on the bus telling, uh, you know, calling on Rosa Parks. Uh, they had her in <laughs> in Black Panther, calling on the people in Wakanda. Uh, mm-hmm. At one point, they had her getting a butt whooped by the women in Wakanda. Uh, I mean, it was, <laughs> you know, she was just oh everywhere. Oh yeah, you know, I saw one with her and the ladies from Living Single. Call and talking about I've got I see homegirl standing on my left and my right. So, <laughs> I bet she was the, the the seventh sense, right? Like sixth sense. Ooh, I, I see black people everywhere she goes. Um, I, you know, she, I, I I bet you she's blonde today, purple hair probably. I, I know she got a disguise on because uh, because because she she was famous. The other her sister across the bay in San Francisco permit Patty. Right. Right. <laughs> Had even more trouble. You know, she, she her problem was she did it second, trying to call call the police on an eight year old black girl selling bottled water on a hot day. Um, I guess outside the stadium, the baseball stadium there. Well, you know, that's, that's illegal. That's, that's highly oh, illegal. Oh, think about um, it. Dasani without a permit, you can't do that. Um, <laughs> now, 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 the, now, the thing that that got me about her story was. You know, this was not some, you know, MAGA hat wearing, right? You know, we're talking about a woman who sells CBD, cannabis oil, right? To, by the way, not even to people. She is like the dog, you know, a pot dealer. She does pet cannabis oil treatments. You got to be earthy crunchy. She had granola in both in her front and back pocket when she made that call, right? (laughs) This is earthy crunchy, you know, tree-hugging, you know, liberal white woman, all right? 
And, and somehow, mm-hmm. somehow, you know, she was she was wearing a pantsuit for both, you know, all through the election season, from you know, from last, you know, from 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 from, from September to, to December of the year, you know, when Hillary was running, and somehow she even fell for the uh, the, the what is the word for it, you know, the um, basically she just played her, you know, talking about playing the race card, she played a nine one one card. Yeah. Absolutely. And and what's crazy to me is um, it seems like America always gets to pick and choose the things that they like to embody as far as our ideology. Mm-hmm. Uh, here you have somebody who's trying to go out into the free market <laughs> and they're going to say, you know, I'm going to let the, the forces of supply and demand with a little bit of, of heat um, <laughs> decide and determine what my price point is going to be for the waters that I'm selling. I'm going to be enterprising. Absolutely. I'm going to let the, the, the free hand of the economy <laughs> dictate what happens as far as traffic flow and whatnot to my water stand. And for anybody else, I mean, I've seen commercial after commercial of young white kids with lemonade stands, mm. with water stands, popsicle stands, you name it. And everybody, the first thing they say when they see is, oh, that's so cute. That's so innovative. That's so entrepreneurial. Like, this is great. We want to foster and encourage that. Thank you. And for a grown person to look at a eight-year-old girl and say, you know what? I'm calling the police. That is absolutely ridiculous to me. Then on top of that, when she got confronted, it wasn't a violent confrontation. You know, like most sisters, if, if you, you know, if you out here messing with a kid, you might get slapped up, you know, like that might, that might be a problem. But she's just like, no, I'm going to record you, boo. Like, that's what she said. Oh, I love that. She was like, I'm going to make you famous. And, and and you saw the part where she tried to hide, right? Right, right. Yeah, she no, behind the little yeah, 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 <laughs> Exactly. But, but what kills me about that is, like, she knew about Barbecue Becky, right? The time, because she, mm-hmm. she knew she was in trouble. And just somehow had gone, you know, like, and by the way, the dispute even wasn't over the licensing of the water, water obviously. She was mad that the, that they were making too much noise, you know, because black people are supposed to be quiet. Mm-hmm. And so she figured that would be her way to get them to not do it, right? To tell I'm going to call the p- p- police on it. And then it turned out, though, that um that call was expensive for her because she is no longer the uh, doggy dope dealer in San Francisco. Somebody else has that <laughs> now. Uh, you know, she lost. What's, what's even funnier? What's even funnier is in one salute that I have to give to the police department, mm-hmm. they happened to leak the tape of the call because she was saying, "Um, I didn't call. I, I was no, just no, kidding. Hey, I, I never really called the police." Right? <laughs> and magically, out of nowhere, uh-huh. Harry Potter did his hocus pocus, and that tape ended up on the news. <laughs> so, so oh, now all credibility. Still, she came out there though. She still brought her white kryptonite with her though. Her tears. She was on oh, TV yeah. crying, oh, yeah. smile coming out of her nose. <laughs> she had looked Viola like Davis. <laughs> Thank you. She looked like Rudolph up there, the red nose just out there. But they ain't playing no reindeer games with her. Um, so she she, <laughs> she she got to go find heat miser or something. But that ain't working for her. Speaking of entrepreneurialism, we got to mention the two other things that little black children can't do. Uh, they can't mow mm-hmm. lawns. Mm-hmm. Um, not without the neighbors calling the police. And I love this. Mm-hmm. In that case, the neighbors called the police because not that they thought that the black kids were going to you know attack them with the lawnmowers, but they had cut a little bit of the neighbor's yard. Now mm-hmm. they got a free. You know, a mowing, 
And they were like, you know what? This is we can't have black people cutting our grass for free. I uh, did this, did we do this, this, this on trend. Next thing you know, they'd be watering our grass for free, cleaning our pool for free. We would we'd be black black people infesting the place. <laughs> Called the police out. And then just this week, we had you can no longer deliver newspapers while black. Mm-mm-mm. Well, I'll tell you a little bit about as far as mowing goes. Mm-hmm. One of the things in my intense study of Anglo-Saxon society is they are very, very sensitive about property boundaries. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it is a very big deal. Uh, if a tree limb falls over Ooh. into somebody's yard, that is World War Three. Um, and so, you know, this this child who's trying to be an entrepreneur, who's doing really, you know, somebody following my own passion because that's what I used to do. All right. Whenever there was an opportunity, you go to an area where it's more seniors own homes and they don't come out in the hot sun. They will pay you. Sometimes I didn't even, yeah, I used to set a price, but then I found that I was undercharging myself because people would pay you generously a hundred dollars to cut a small yard when I was charging 20. So, <laughs> so you quickly say, okay, well, just pay me what you think is worth. And there you go. 100, 150, whatever the case may be. Um, and you would get your friends together because you say, okay, well, four of us can cut the front and backyard and double up on the money. That's entrepreneurship in its finest. That's what we encourage our That's children. exactly what that kid did. He had a crew out there. Four kids. Absolutely. He was Absolutely. Absolutely. I did that for, for lawn care and for snow removal in the winter. Because nobody wants to come out and slip and fall on the deck or the sidewalk or whatever the case may be. We can remove that snow for you for a price. You know, like that's that's the American way. It doesn't get more American than that. Oh, so the man. fact that someone would feel like they need to call the police in order to stop this is innovation, it just seems like haterism to me. That's oh, no, that, that, That's ridiculous. And by the way, she called the police again. And you know, that woman has got a thing. But I looked this up because someone wrote me and said, hey, Sean, I got a problem with my neighbor. They keep calling the police on my kids. You know, I'm worried that, you know, police are going to show up one night, you know, you know, think my kids are, you know, a problem. And, and I mm-hmm. looked it up for them. You know, there's nothing you can do. You can't file like a complaint against someone, a civil complaint. The only people who could stop, you know, from calling the police are the police, right? They're, they mm-hmm. can find you if you call for, you know, too much or harass someone, but they tend not to and give people the benefit of the doubt. And they kind of sometimes want you to call the police because if, I, if, I, if I'm being fair, if I give them the best light, is that they figure that it's the best way to, um, you know, have these disputes de-escalate rather than having two neighbors going at each other. We'll come out and mediate it, um, and we might get to get a few licks in on a black person while we at it, right? You, know, <laughs> you can't be, you can't be that. We might better get a whoop a little butt. <laughs> and, uh-huh. and my also theory is that, quite frankly, um, the cops are a little bored. Um, and so, uh, you know, they need something to do. Um, so, 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 so you can see how, you know, it's a bad situation because we got all these people calling the police and there's really no way to stop them. Although we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. We also had a little boy delivering newspapers. Now, I got to tell you, I, I, you know, this is up front. I realize, you know, the mother should have realized it's going to be a problem. You know, it's, it's not like in the old days where you could just drive by and throw the paper and get it somewhere in their bushes. And that's fine. They have in this city, they want you to deliver it to the front door, right? The papers, you know, so we're going to deliver to your front door people, you know, and so you, if you're a little black kid, even though it's 
most adorable little twelve-year-old black kid. Curly, he had good hair, right? But still, if you if you walk into a bunch of people's doors, right, um, mm-hmm. it's gonna not work out well for you. I know this because I used to be in Boston and I had a paper route as an adult, right? Times were rough. Right. And I'd get up at five in the morning, and these people had instructions like, "We want you to come in the back door, all right? Let the dogs out, all right? Uh, you wow. know, <laughs> make sure make sure my daughter's tucked in. Uh, kiss my wife goodbye. Uh, put the paper out on you know in the sports section. Put that on the paper. Uh, start the coffee maker. I mean, it was ridiculous. Where they had these instructions of you know we want it here, we want it there. And I remember one day it was like five in the morning, and I'm like, Sean, you're gonna get killed. You can't walk proud through this neighborhood at five in the morning, going all up into people's back doors trying to deliver the paper, right? Ain't nobody, no. nobody going to believe. And by the way, I got a big sack, right? So what does it look like? It looked like I'm, I'm you know, the people going to speak, I got a big screen TV in there, right? I'm like, I got to get out of this job, <laughs> right? I, <laughs> I, you know, I, I, can't, I can't do this anymore. And so can't do that. We knew that. You can't also run for office. Yeah, so we have um, a, a Oregon state legislator named Janelle Bynum. Oregon, uh, who by the represents way. the suburbs of Southeast Portland. She's out here trailblazing, literally. Mm-hmm. And, um, and she was canvassing a neighborhood in her district, trying to encourage people to vote for her for all the things, the good things that she wants to do for the community. And somebody found that suspicious. <laughs> but, but no, no, this you is just my vote. What do you mean I'm registered? This is a middle-aged sister, so I know, for instance, she was, like, wearing a hoodie. Right? (laughs) You know, she had pants (laughs) sagging. Uh, I know she was she was smoking a blunt, right? Because she's running for office. She wasn't coming in there looking like a business person with a business attire with a clipboard. Don't tell me that. Don't tell me she had a clipboard. No, I think she had the campaign T-shirt on. Thank you, right? But this is a sister, you know, this is not like, you know, I don't know how a 45-year-old black woman is considered dangerous if you're not slapping her child, right? You know, like, what would you look at her and go, oh, my God, she is what? What they think she's doing? Strong-arm robbery? She's stealing everybody's, everybody's, uh, you know, jewels? Well, what was told to the police, they said, quote, um, someone was looking, quote, as if they were casing the neighborhood for houses that were unoccupied and they would come back later and rob them. So they've already formed some kind of precognitive intent about what, what she was trying to do, despite the fact that she has the clipboards and I'm sure other people on the staff walking around knocking on doors trying to get people to vote. Thank you. And trying to get people flyers, by the way, with her picture on it. So how are you going to chase a place? <laughs> but, but, but you done left a calling card, right, in a website. Oh, uh, my favorite though is we had a brother in, in back in the in the Bay Area, and this is you know very affluent Silicon Valley area, and the brother is it, it got caught out there. Uh, FWB firemen in while black, he's a fireman. Mm-hmm. He is looking you know make sure there's going to not be brush you know clear all that stuff. Now here's the thing that's interesting about it is is that um, not only was he wearing the fireman suit, but he had a damn fire truck with him. Hmm. Now, how, and the same kind of thing, he's casing the joint. Now, I can understand, maybe they thought he was so inventive as a thief that he's going to go out to Amazon or, you know, Costumes Are Us and rent the whole fireman thing. Maybe that's the thing with his <laughs> wife later, they get all freaky anyway. So, okay, he was going to get did that the fireman thing anyway, okay? 
But tell me where somebody in the, in the listening audience, please write us and tell us where you rent a damn fire truck. Because oh, I moved my son recently uh, out my house. Finally, thank you, thank you, Jesus. And <laughs> we went to U-Haul, and they did not have a fire truck that day. Mm. So how do you, you know, yeah. it, it, the suspicion is just amazing. And, and by the way, maybe we need to talk about that because the last one we is we have the subway in while black. You 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 cannot take your family of seven with four children to Subway. If you do, you need to eat pretty quickly and get the hell out of there. Because if you go back for seconds on the self-serve, uh, the white lady behind the counter may call the police <laughs> panic that you're going to drink Subway out of business. I don't know what the thought well, was. You know, the thought is probably that you were casing the soda machine. There you go. So that you could steal all the coke, right? And I, I just got a, you know, kind of an unrelated side note. But do people still case places before they, before they break in? Like I, I know that there was a big thing in like the eighteen hundreds where like bank robbers would want a case. <laughs> I don't know if people still do that. I mean, I think with internet and everything, people have a direct access feed to look at stuff and see what they want, or they do rob the neighbors in their home. Well, that would be the case if every subway wasn't exactly the damn same. You could yeah. be you could be sightless and rob a, a, a subway. You know what a damn cash register is? It's always right over there next to the bacon. Right? I mean, it's like it's not <laughs> and right next to the cookies. Right? Where you, you find the cookie display, you, you let your nose get to that. The cash register is going to be right next to the cookies. All right, you know that, right? And 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 so the idea here was amazing. Because by the way, these people have paid for their food. So tell me when in the history of robbery ever do you pay Subway $50, $60 and then try to steal your money back out the register? When you realize you got ripped off. <laughs> fair enough. All right. All right, fair I guess I can see that because yeah. Subway is nasty. All right, I get that. Although if they want to sponsor, we'll audit that. What's shocking to me is Subway seems to find all this great surveillance for people, you know, uh, going back for seconds on the soda. But yet Jared Fogle... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, don't say that. Didn't seem to have that same degree of surveillance. I wonder how do we miss the child molester, but <laughs> but we found the person trying to trying to uh, get seconds on soda. That's you interesting. Know, it, it, well, and, and let's talk about that because here's the thing about it's amazing. So you mentioned it, right? There are real threats out there. All right, there are real mm-hmm. things, real, real bad guys. But somehow, it's the 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 cute boy with good hair um, who is the threat, or or, or or the sister running for office, or or the family of seven eating at Subway. And, and what is it do you think that causes this instinctive fear, concern that you know any black person is a suspect? Like, think about it. If you were going to go on a robbing spree, all right, let's say times got a little mm-hmm. tough, all right, and, 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 would you think, you know what, I need to pack up the, the wife and the kids. I need to get three or four other kids and go rob because the family that robs together, like what kind of ignorant stuff is that, right? What is it about <laughs> about us that makes us, even when you have your children with you, still scary? Well, I, I couldn't tell you that. I, I think if if I had my way, I'm, I'm definitely going for a bank, but I, now that I've seen these other alternatives, I might try to act like I'm running for office and try to see if the bank will give me a campaign donation. <laughs> um, 
you know, I, I, what I actually think about it is I think that black people and white people oftentimes live in vastly different worlds. Okay. Uh, and for the white listeners that we have, I think there's about 14 of them. Uh, hello. Uh, for the white listeners, uh, I want to give you a little glimpse into black society. There are a lot of reasons why black people are not quick to call police. Okay. Right. Reason one. number one is oftentimes if you call the police, you're risking your own life, right? Yes. <laughs> it's like you call yes. the, police, the police aren't going to get there and say, which one of you called me? They're just going to arrest everybody or shoot people. And you might've just caused a bigger mess than what was going on in the first place. Before you get to uh, number two, number- before, before you get number mm-hmm. two, there it was a case. And you think I'm kidding? A couple of um, months ago, of a brother who calls the police and says, "Look, I just got to my house. Someone's here. They're robbing my house." Right. The police get there. Guess who gets shot? No, because they don't. They think that they, they assume he's the robber, right? Right. And, <laughs> and, and so the rule in my house is: I think you have the same rule. If we come home and there are burglars in the house, we still do not call the police. We go in and we negotiate. All right, brother, you got here. You take the big one in the, in the, in the living room, but, but leave me the one in the bedroom. All right? Uh, this is a nice jewel piece you like to have, and but my wife want to keep the earrings. So you take the bracelet, but my wife... <laughs> we're not going to call the police <laughs> because they were shooting. Number two reason. Absolutely. Absolutely. Number two is part of growing up, and maybe this is more low income than it is uh, a black, but part of growing up is establishing necessary boundaries with other members of your community. Mm-hmm. And what that means is if somebody is beating you up and taking your lunch money every day when you go to school, nobody's expecting you to call the police and file an assault charge that will get you <laughs> uh, further victimized. You know what so what they're expecting you to do is to stand up and stop letting them take your damn lunch money. Like that's what they expect you to do. So if, if you're not willing to stand up for yourself and you have to always run to the police to get help for basic matters, that is going to ostracize you. Not to mention, you never know what who, who is involved in other uh, illegal industries that that might have been their cousin or whatever. Now you just got yourself in the world of, of other issues. Right? Definitely snitches get stitches was started by my mama in 1973. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And and then lastly, um, a lot of us grew up in neighborhoods where police weren't coming. So it didn't matter <laughs> if you called them like, five times, six times. They weren't coming into those neighborhoods until everything was good and resolved. And right. then they show up, you know, two hours later and say, yeah, we got a call about a disturbance. And like, yeah, that disturbance, we've already gone to mediation and worked, <laughs> worked it out. We've done arbitration and the judge found an offense. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you're you're absolutely right. Um, you know, I we're gonna get into this in, in the future. I really am trying my best to understand this visceral fear. And in the past, I've described it as 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 as, as negrophobia. Um, where there is just an irrational fear that a black person might just do any damn thing at any time. And therefore, you know, yeah, it looks like a 12 year old boy, but you can't be too sure. Let's call the police. (laughs) Yeah, it looks like an actual fireman in a fireman uniform with a fireman truck. But but you know what? Let's just make sure just in case. (laughs) 
<laughs> my uncle Jebediah told me someone did the same thing in the 1930s. Probably of everything he had. <laughs> Absolutely. And so there is, you know, the, the, this fear. And then, of course, it's not even sometimes it's just fear. Sometimes it's just like, look, you know what? We have, you know, earned this whiteness. We worked hard for this whiteness, particularly if they have mm. a little money and a little fluence. And you know what? Sometimes they're concerned that black people are trying to sneak up on some of their whiteness. So we can talk about the case of Adam Bloom. Uh, this is the... Um, ex-corporate executive who on was at the on fourth of july um called the police out to check mm-hmm. on the credentials of one of the residents at their community pool now despite the right. fact that the sister has a key card he doesn't believe that she you know those key cards you get there anyway you get that at kinko's i guess right he, he is so convinced <laughs> of that that he goes, he calls the police and wants to get, you know, to get her license and ID so they can check the address to make sure that it's not a friend's key card or neighbor's. And, and, and the thing that is, you know, it got me was I saw that on the internet. And you know what partly got me about it was, is I keep seeing these cases of, you know, white men coming down and, you know, bullying and being aggressive with sisters. And here's what I know. And you know this. If either one of us was at that pool, Adam wouldn't have said a damn word. I'm six four, two sixty. Adam wouldn't have said a damn. Adam, I, mean, I could, I could, I could right now tonight. Adam, if you're listening, I could go to his goddamn bathtub, sit in the bathtub, and he wouldn't say a goddamn word. Matter of fact, I could have his wife bathe me, and he wouldn't say a goddamn word. But if it's a sister out there, now he gonna get all big and bad because she out there with a baby, she can't check him. I would imagine. Think about it. He would say he wouldn't have said nothing. He wouldn't even look you in the eye. But but now as a sister, he 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 he's a fire. You know he he he's the Lone Ranger. Right, right. And so when I saw so, that you know. last Thursday morning, I lost my mind. I got on the internet and I wrote, you know, to my people, you know, dear internet, find this mf. And I didn't say mf. I didn't even spell it the black way. M u t h a. You know, <laughs> I spelled it the white way. The whole offensive two words. Right, <laughs> find his ass. My my people uh, found out who he was, and we started. We didn't start, but we joined in. You know, with everybody else in the internet, a campaign. Wrote his boss, uh, the head HR. People were, were writing the CEO of the company, and tw- and 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 thirty six hours later, um, Adam, uh, you can't get in the pool because you can't pay your whole fees. How you feel now? <laughs> Shout out to uh, I don't know how to pronounce it Sonaco or Sonaco or whatever. Sonico, Shout exactly out to the them. Um, they they didn't respond to any of my uh, emails <laughs> requesting to know why Adam hadn't been fired, but they acted promptly in firing him, and I think that I appreciated that a lot more than any email response they could have Thank given you. me. Absolutely, um, this is a a statewide shame for my great state of North Carolina. <laughs> this is a public service announcement to anybody who's considering coming to North Carolina, particularly if you tend to lean, uh, lean liberal. Uh, there are certain cities in North Carolina that you would want to kind of stay in the epicenter of, and those would be Charlotte, Durham, and Raleigh. Anything else? <laughs> <laughs> Greensboro, maybe. Winston-Salem, absolutely not. Adam Bloom is in Winston-Salem. <clears throat> and Adam Bloom is part of Glen Ridge HOA. If you look at the history of their swim team or the history of their HOA and the pictures that they have on their websites, you'll see 
that um, everybody has the same kind of look. Uh, I'm not <laughs> saying that it's a whites only uh, HOA. I'm just saying minority ownership is at an all time low. <laughs> well, you know what I loved about it though was they had a picture from their, you know, of their pool, you know, of the website and people around the pool at some event. And what killed me was they didn't have the nerve to Photoshop three black people into it. Nope. Right? If you go to the BYU website, they gonna Photoshop some black people in. Matter of fact, you go BYU look like an HBCU. All right. When you when you <laughs> when you look at the website, or you can look at you know Wyoming Tech, they're gonna look. They're gonna have. They're gonna find a black person to get in the picture. They didn't even this rent a black person crazy. that day, right? They were like, hard. they're not even trying to falsely advertise. They were like, we don't want no black people. Right. We're gonna show you. And, and, and here's what killed me about it: the fact that it's one thing when you call the police because you're fearful they're gonna rob you or you know I, I don't know go do, do some extra firemen you know, cut your grass. Right. But it's a whole nother thing to be like, what? This woman and her baby were at the pool. What were they going to do? Steal the pool? What, what, what the baby going to drink up all the pool? Unlawful swimming. <laughs> unlawful yeah. swimming. Yeah, like unlawful swimming? I mean, I, I know the baby's going to pee in the pool just like everybody else. All right? I'm going to pee in the pool. I'm 50. <laughs> all right? I ain't going to lie. So, so you know everybody's going to pee in the pool. What, what were they trying to preserve? Their, their pissy water? I mean, seriously, that's the thing that killed me was it wasn't even like it was fear. Right. This is just being, you know, like we got our whiteness, damn it. And you can't get no part of this. And, and, and so, you know, my man got fired. Here's the thing is, and we can do this on behalf of, of we're going to speak on behalf of all black people everywhere. Here's how it's going to work from now on, white people. If you call out the slave patrol or the death squad, you call them the police. Mm-hmm. Out for black people, um, because they are doing something like, um, selling bottled water or, or trying to get your, your, your chlorinated water. Um, we are going to ruin your lives. You, you will lose your house, your car. You're going to lose your woman to a black man. Everything that you have is going to be gone. Adam is going to learn that now. All right. And, and Jesse and I have a little side bet. Jesse thinks he's going to get employed again. That, that oh yeah, I think the Trump administration water. loved it. I think Stephen <laughs> Miller, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, Jeff Sessions that that, was, that made their day. They're they're trying to find a way to get him. Probably you'll uh, probably be put over the uh, Department of Transportation. That's right. It's going to be put over. I, I, I think, I, you know, I guess you're right. In the same, here's the thing. They need a new EPA director. They just got rid of the last one. He don't know nothing about environment, but that don't matter. They don't care about that. Uh, so you're right. He'd probably be the next EPA director. Or, you know what? They probably have a Supreme Court seat uh, coming up soon. So maybe you get the next Supreme yeah, Court seat. He, he'll get a job. You know, you, you, I see, but but I, it's going to be hard for him, though, because it, it, it's hard to be the most famous racist in America. Or sorry, the second most, obviously, president, but the second most famous racist in America. Um, and so we'll, we'll, we'll see, but I'm, I'm not rooting for him. And I think this was, to me, it was a good thing because it showed that, you know what? We don't have the power to, to stop the police from shooting everybody and we can't get them, bring them trial. When we do, we can't get them convicted. Um, but the people who called out the police, we can get provided that they work for a major company and we can get their email address. All right. So we're not going to be able to do it always. <laughs> If you're some drunk person in 7-Eleven, you probably can get away with it. Uh, but but if you have anything that you like to keep, you might want not want to call the police out on black people. And I just want to give another, you know, fun tip to the police because we've been giving them tips on uh, how to properly police despite my lack of training. 
Um, <laughs> you shouldn't operate from a position of validating the fears and concerns of somebody who has absolutely no authority to to have those fears. Right. So I was a little taken back that they asked to actually see if her full car worked just because Adam had doubts about it. Uh, I really would have preferred to see the police officer just say, no, I'm not checking her pool car. It doesn't matter. She has pool cars good enough for me. This isn't a criminal matter. Have a good day, <laughs> sir. And I'm out. Maybe even shoot him once. Just, <laughs> just <laughs> I don't want to waste my time coming out here. <laughs> you know, it is, it is, it is, it's amazing. And also it's a good idea, by the way, here's things kind of funny about it is. So Adam, when we get more stories here, we find out that Adam isn't the only person who wants to keep his pool white again. Um, as a matter mm-hmm. of fact, Adam wasn't the one who noticed her. He just happened to be the whole, uh, uh, pool, you know, mo- he pool monitor boy. Right. He's a hall monitor. And so someone, some other lady come to him and say, Hey, you know, those people looking awful black over there. Um, and you need to go <laughs> deal with this. And so it's not even his original racism that gets him into trouble, right? He didn't even notice it at first. Um, but it's the fact that, you know, he decided to, you know, but, but here's the thing for me was, is that, you know, it wasn't, it was bad that you, you know, you, you know, you, you had to get the system validated, you know, and all that. That you thought she was trying to sneak in your funk, funky pool, but right. but the, you called out the police. You escalated that situation to being life and death. Because here's why I was so mad about this and, and being serious and being you know very very strident about this. When you call out, when white people call the police, black people die. Right? This isn't a situation where it's just inconvenient to people and they have to do the indignity of showing their ID. But but we have twelve year old boys who get shot when the police are called out in, in four seconds when the police get on the scene. With a black father in, in, in Walmart buying a BB gun for his son who gets shot holding the BB gun he's going to purchase, right? right. When, when someone calls 911. When people call 911, black people die. So when you put us in danger of, of, of mortal danger and then you lose your job, um, I, 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 I don't want to tell you this, but I do the cha-cha slide, the electric slide, <laughs> um, the bump. I'm doing 70s dances. All right, the <laughs> right? I, I'm doing it all, right? I, I'm doing a whole evolution of dance video, all 22 minutes of it, okay? Every time, because, you know, your behavior is just not annoying, it's dangerous, all right? So until we get the police set, and we're not going to do that anytime soon, uh, y'all need to just chill out, all right? You don't need to know everything, all right? If somebody is a, pool, is a stranger to the pool, maybe you just don't know everybody at the pool. It's possible you don't know everybody in the neighborhood, all right? But we don't have to keep trying to validate ourselves, Right, that we belong. And I've had this experience, Jerry, how many times you've had this experience yourself where someone has asked you a question about, you know, trying to check your credentials, whether you belong somewhere. I'm right. going to give a speech. I'm trying to get into the ballroom to do a sound check. The guy's like, hey, you can't come here. This is for lawyers. Now, I'm the, the speaker. Right. I'm, I'm a lawyer, right? I've got to sit yeah. here and try to argue with this fool. And by the way, fortunately, this time, the poster of me was behind this fool. I'm like, let's ask him, the guy on the goddamn poster, me, me, you think you should let me in, right? And, and this is the kind of thing that, like, you know, and here's the thing that I think white people don't understand is they think, oh, well, you know, fine, what's it, just a minor inconvenience. I'm like, no, 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 you done left a bad taste in my mouth now. Right. All right, this is worse than, than your raisins in a potato salad. All right, you know, this is carrots in your jello. You know, this, this, is, this, is, this is nasty, all right? I, I, I'm not going to want to come back to your place anymore. Right, you don't ruin the whole thing. Now I'm gonna get my check before I leave. I ain't going. I ain't a fool. I'm gonna get my check. 
<laughs> we 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 gonna ruin this whole relationship. And, and so, and by the way, I'm gonna then make a bunch of money running around the country telling people about you. All right, so sure. it makes the whole thing bad. You know, you don't have, if you don't know, maybe you don't get to know. But but stop trying to you know interrogate it. And my, I guess there's there's there's, there's you know mind your business. Well, with ID Adam, the funny thing to me is I feel like even if you wanted to be the hall monitor extraordinaire of the, the Glen Ridge HOA, <laughs> you'd be surprised how just being neighborly would have answered all the questions mm. that you had. So if you just came up and said, hi, my name is Adam. I've never met you before. Never seen you around here. What's your name? And then she says her name. Okay, cool. How long have you been here? Just being neighborly, you would have answered your own questions. But when you come up to interrogate people who you don't know, I mean, first of all, to ask somebody who doesn't know you and doesn't recognize you what their address is, uh, he got mad because she lied to him about the address. She absolutely was supposed to lie. Like, you might be a serial killer. She's not going to say it. Like, oh, yeah, you can find me at the end of the cul-de-sac right by the woods. Uh, I'm in time for <laughs> We leave not. a key underneath the mat just in case somebody gets locked out. Yeah, exactly, right. right? Right. So, of course, she didn't know him. He asked for the address. The first address she provides is not, you know, right. correct or whatever, because I guess she didn't expect that they were going to be doing any kind of uh, CIA intelligence <laughs> search. <laughs> just to go to the pool. Uh, and then on top of that, she's like, okay, obviously I'm at the pool. Obviously I got a pool card. I don't know what the big deal is. So now he approaches with some greater degree of perceived authority. She tells him the right address and that's still not good enough anymore because now the addresses are different. Oh, and it just kept reminding me of that scene um, in, uh, oh, forgetting the movie names, but it's that scene where the guy, where uh, the guy sitting there, he says, uh, before you said 12 o'clock. Now you're saying it was 1201. You know you done messed up. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, hey, but, well, here's the thing is, by the way, and this is, I think, you know, maybe another cultural thing to explain. Um, black people, um, how do I say it? We can be a little uh, circumspect with information. Um, mm-hmm. you might know some black people at your job, white people, black people know this. Uh, I know I've known black people for years and not even known their names. Mm-hmm. I, I, I knew he, he, he went by Pookie. I don't know Pookie's name. Pookie ain't gonna tell me his name. First or last <laughs> name. He, he old child support. He ain't gonna tell me. Earthquake. <laughs> Earthquake. That ain't his name, the comedian. He, 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 but he, he old child support. He ain't telling nobody his name. His, his manager don't know his name. They probably just text to Earthquake. All right. Black right. people are not going to always tell you our business. All right. Because we're not always trusting everybody. All right. For good reason. All right. <laughs> 40 years of, of mistreatment will, will make you be a little, <laughs> a little circumspect. And you think I'm kidding. My father-in-law was like this. We ran into one of his buddies from work. Worked for a guy 20 years. The guy was like, mm-hmm. hey, you're this restaurant. Hey, I didn't know you live in this part of town. My, 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 mm-hmm. my father was like, yeah, yeah. I live, you know, around here. Um, he was like, oh, really? Where? The neighbor, coworker. If I was mm. up the road, he wasn't gonna tell that white man in what part of the city he lived in to save his life. This is a guy, by the way, who worked with him. Can go to the personnel and find out. But you don't have to do that because he wasn't gonna tell. I was like looking at him like you were like, I don't know that man that well. Like you work with him twenty years, all right? <laughs> you got kids to two of his children, or godfather two of his children. You still don't wouldn't tell him. <laughs> On the other hand, white people can sometimes, not always, some uh, can be a little free with information. I met some people and 
Kelly. I know all of their kids' names, their birthdays, what days they were conceived, in which of the cars they were conceived, <laughs> which window they happen to be looking out at the time of conception. Uh, and, and, and so, uh, you know, don't expect that with black people are being uh, circumspect with information that they're trying to, or that they're being, they're guilty. Um, matter of fact, if a black person telling you a lot of information, uh, you should be suspicious. Right. <laughs> this, this is another fun fact for uh, the police department. Uh, so, so this also applies to you guys. So if you don't have a warrant or anything and you're just randomly stopping people and asking them to talk to them and you ask them their name, um, A, people don't necessarily have a duty to talk to you, but right. a lot of people out of fear will. But they're probably not going to give you that real name. <laughs> and you shouldn't use that as an excuse to say, oh, well, now you're falsifying information to a right. police officer. I'm, I'm going to arrest you. You shouldn't do that. Um, it's particularly if you're trying to build trust and inroads into the community. I think that a lot of differences with black culture and white culture uh, make it very difficult for white people, particularly in positions of authority, to understand kind of what we have to deal with on a daily basis. But one of the things I love about black culture is when's the last time you heard about a large number of black people being killed by the one serial killer? When? When? It doesn't happen. Because the serial killer is going to spend so much time going through the phone book, trying to go through Google Maps, like trying to figure out who are you, where do you live at? It's just not feasible where he can just follow somebody else who's going to say, oh, I live right around the corner. Come come this way. I'll give you some water. And, and it's so much easier. Um, <laughs> you know, and not the message. You know, not just that, because I know people will say, well, the serial killer reference is extreme. I mean, think about it like this. I mean, how long did it take the IRS to catch Wesley Snipes? Like, like <laughs> oh, you know, they have his address. He gave him a, you know, a Kinko's address, right? You know, some PO box somewhere. They got his still- Africa address. <laughs> <laughs> Wakanda Avenue. I know. I agree, hundred percent. You know, uh, it's just a different, a, a, a difference in, you know, in, 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 in personality. Um, let's see, we got a, a few more blackness, a little more blackness um, in, in, in the last week or so. Um, we got to talk about since we're talking about the the 4th of July, um, the, the new, um, I guess, queen of, of Wakanda. Um, what's the sister's name from the Congo? Originally from um, Wakanda, American now. What was her name? Let me pull it up. I, know, I, I can't know. believe this we Statue of Liberty, and I want to make sure I pronounce it correctly. And I apologize, sister, if I don't. Blame my you. head. So uh, this is Patricia Okumo who was climbing the Statue of Liberty to protest ICE, Ah. which uh, in our absence, uh, apparently there's a new thing going on where they're taking parts of the 17th and 16th century and bringing it back just for 2018 in the way of taking kids away from their mothers and putting them in prisons and uh, in some cases abusing them. And maybe they'll reconnect them with their parents or maybe they won't. We'll see. Um, and, and, And so this person was like, no, I don't, I'm not having that. We need to stand up against it. And to do this, she decided to protest by scaling the Statue of Liberty. Now, I salute her courage and the effort. But if you see the video, <laughs> I think sometimes you can think one thing that's going to be a really good idea. <laughs> and then once you get up there, it, uh, <laughs> you instantly realize it's probably one well thought out. I remember seeing her kind of dangling from the sandal. We're not talking about the top of the sandal. We're talking about the sandal. 
the sandal of the Statue of Liberty. She's not even an ankle level. And she was like, oh, my God. And you could just see her face like, this this is not going to happen. Oh, oh no, I, I know. It's funny. They were like, come on down. She's like, I, I can't come down from there. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm 15 feet up. But but by right. the way, let's be clear. All right. There's another little black tidbit. Um, I don't think there's only one one black person. I think it was ever scaled Mount Everest. I, I saw it. It was, it was a sister and she was married to a white man. I'm absolutely convinced he made her do it. He, he talked into that. Um, <laughs> we're not all afraid of heights. Um, but 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 I think the thing is, is that um, we don't like to die for no reason. Um, you know, so, so, so generally speaking, um, you know, we're not going to do something that that could risk your life just because, uh, it, it might, I can get good pictures. I can get all, I I got, I got a webcam up there. I can get all the pictures of Mount Everest all I want. Right. And so, uh, the the sister, we're not gonna do a lot of mountain climbing or statue climbing. And, um, and yeah, so, so sister got, but Hey, I I, got to salute her because that's, that's 15 feet higher than I would have got. Absolutely. Absolutely. She, she did good. Uh, once you get above that little base thing, you already are pretty high up, but exactly. get going. So, you know, just and by the so way, everybody knows the bar set. Water too, you know how we don't like no water. Um, that's double. And that's dirty. That's dirty New York. Us and river water. <laughs> that's, a, that's a whole nother thing, man. You come out of there with, with eight eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, man, um, you know, I saw today um, on, on on oh, by the way, the thing I didn't tell you about, and, and, and one, let everyone know, um, I have been um, in in my activism. Um, I, I I have paid the price, and I went to Facebook jail uh, for three days. Couple things about mm-hmm. Facebook jail. Um, you want to pack a lunch? Um, no, no food in Facebook jail. Um, it, it, now the thing about bad about Facebook jail though is that they let you. If they just threw you off your account totally, that'd be better. No, they let you stay on the account. You just can't interact with anybody. Mm. I mentioned this before. It's like being in the movie Sixth Sense with uh, you know, with with Bruce Willis and a little white boy, where right. you know, every you know. It's like think about it. You know you dead. You, oh, so if you know you dead. You know you dead, but nobody else does. So, so you see all your people out there, and you expect. By the way, and by the way, my Facebook fam, if if, if any of you listen, you can kiss my black ass. At least forty eight percent of it. All right, I, I tell you what, do the other fifty two percent later. But forty eight percent because I got ten thousand friends and followers, right? right? Four people knew I was gone, and that's because Renee, you were one of them, and Renee had to put right. a note up, and even with a note up, it was four people. All right, my, my my friend, kiss my ass. All right, but the point is, is is that it's lonely. You out there, you can see everybody interacting and doing all their social media stuff, and, and, and you got stuff you can't even like nothing. You just out there, just like you know, it, it it is it is horrible. But I paid the price. All right, for for and for, for 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 social justice, and I learned something very very important. And it's important if you're out there in your personal color. Um, you can't make white people mad. Um, you can make them mad. <laughs> uh, you know, really can't. I don't tell you. If, if you make a white woman cry, you're going to lose some Facebook time. That, that's the rule. That's, that's in the terms of service. Look it up. All right. Um, and, and I now am so afraid of white people that I, 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 I had a, I had a color purple moment just yesterday. 
I okay. made a comment on a, on, a, on, a, on, a, on a story, and some white woman who didn't like the comment said I was sad. Another woman called me a moron, and I had to sit there and just take it. And it was just like that scene in The Color Purple where, and, and I'm sitting there sad. I'm like, I can't say nothing to these people. I can't do nothing because I'm going to make white women cry. I can't go back in jail. I'm not going back. I'm not going back, right? Um, <laughs> they'll take me dead alive, right? I'm not going back. And and and, and fortunately, though, some of my my, my sisters came in and, and cursed them out for me. And it was like that scene in Color Purple where 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 Oprah is at the table and she's like, you know, I've been beat down. I thought I was gonna mm-hmm. die, but then I saw you and you helped me that day. And I know there is a God, and that's how I felt. Right? I know there's a God because my people came and rescued me from these white women. But the point is, um, if you're a person of color, um, you, 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 you need to just, um, I don't know how to say this, um, but it, 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 Facebook is 1838. Don't you eyeball that white person, all right? Don't you, don't you make a white woman cry? You, you need to know your place, uh, because you will, will be, will be sent, you know, to, 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 to um, the woodshed. And see, that, that's how they get you, because I'm, you know, we usually follow. I usually read all the posts that you have, mm-hmm. and I usually know that there's something wrong if if something from you doesn't come up on my Facebook. <laughs> I can never tell because I, I think Facebook plays games with the right. algorithms. So you can't see certain people's stuff. Anyway, uh, typically the things that I feel like are the most inspirational uh, pieces that actually achieve some kind of black intellectual discourse, those get missing quick. Okay. Uh, if I wanted to see cats playing pianos, I'll get 50 of those. <laughs> Or two black people fighting um, o- 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 over the last shirt at, at, uh, at Old Navy. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That, 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 see that be 12 times. of those. There'll be 12 of those. So, you know, in, in going through and checking, I've been fortunate. I've never had to go to Facebook jail. I've did some visitation, but I've <laughs> never actually been booked for uh, Facebook jail. I think I've come close, but it tells me that apparently I'm not being uh, controversial enough. Right? <laughs> I've, I've, I've made it my quest okay. to get to, 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 to get to get jail. I, you know, it, I, I, I did feel like I, I was a freedom fighter. I, I, I wrote when I came out my letter from a Facebook jail. Mm-hmm. Um, quoted a little Dr. King, uh, about our big problem being not the white moderate, but, but, but the Facebook moderator, um, in our struggle for justice. <laughs> right. But the, the thing that was interesting to me is I gotta tell you is, um, you know, you, you never know how much you appreciate Dr. King until you try to write a letter. Um, and you realize it took me forever to write this letter. I wasn't sitting in a jail cell. I was sitting in, in my office, um, with, uh, you know, drinks and, and, and food and, uh, a computer and a word processor and the internet. And, and Dr. King writes this letter in a jail cell, uh, by hand, uh, with, with, he didn't have a, he had no predictive text and spell check. Yeah. Um, the man was, 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 was amazing. Um, so, um, you know, the point is though, is, 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 is that, you know, we got to figure out a way with Facebook because every time I've been in trouble, by the way, it's only been three times, but it's always about race. The first time I got in trouble was because I used the N word. Mm. Not by the way to say, Hey, that's my N word 
or even, you know, that that, that N word is crazy. Um, I was using it in the context of, 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 of you know, the subjugation of black people, you know, in these police stops and teaching my son that he had to relinquish his, you know, his, 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 his position of being my son and, you know, and, and a good kid and an honor student and, you know, responsible young black man and understand that when the police come calling, uh, you got to assume the role of a nigga. You, you have no more civil rights. You have no more legal rights. You have to submit completely. All right. And, and, and for that post, they were like, you offended community standards. Now, it's never offensive to see a black person get shot on Facebook. I've seen that 400 times. But it's offensive for a black man to explain his frustration with the system and use a name that was you know, forced upon us by others. Who did I offend with the use of that word? Well, I mean, I'm telling you, man, this is black enlightenment, man. <laughs> that stuff gets canceled quick. You're going to be it, on Trump's list. It does, but why did I think my offense was this, is that I did the unthinkable, and that is I use a term that a white person can't. Mm. Mm. That, that, that's bad. Now, I love the fact that the English language, I last time I checked, is 300,000 words. But somehow, it, it, not being able to use one of those words is the greatest offense. Yeah, yeah. Not not being able to use one of those words because we don't have the appropriate representation in the Facebook legal society or whatnot yeah. in order to educate people that that word is perfectly acceptable uh, amongst <laughs> <laughs> certain communities. Here's the other thing that's amazing is, and you just goes, we can now end because we go full circle with the, the topics. The thing that's mm-hmm. interesting about the Facebook dynamic here is Facebook doesn't look at a, a algorithm and say, okay, every post is going to go through our filter and we'll filter out the, the bad ones. They don't care as long as nobody in your feed has a problem with it. So you and I have friends who always use the N-word in their posts or in any context. Okay. The thing that's interesting is, is that they only respond, they only respond if someone complains. And this is what we're talking about. I've never complained about anybody's Facebook posts. Never. I blocked people, didn't want to see it anymore, unfollowed, but it would never occur to me to tell because my mama taught me, all right, that the snitches get stitches. Right. <laughs> right. I'm expecting if I tell the Facebook, I don't even know how to do it. I don't even know what I call 1-800-Facebook. I'm mad. I mean, what do you call? I don't even know how you do that. But the people who are the same people who are more likely to call 911 are more likely to call Facebook 1-1. So what ends up happening is you have a disproportionate number of, 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 of um, you know, black people being, um, you know, um, uh, tagged for uh, you know punished for hate crimes or hate speech, not because we're more likely to do it, but simply because we are far less likely to report it. Mm. Well, you know, I've always wondered, you know, and and I've never reported anybody either. But my concern has always been if you report, they can track that through your login information, and I always feel like TMZ or some source will be able to access this from Zuckerberg. It's not like he hasn't sold information before and, and uh, put it out there. And then members of my community will go and see me, see him and report somebody. And now I'm a snitch. Because <laughs> I reported to an authority. So even if I see openly racist stuff, not to mention, 
you know, I tend to like a little bit of confrontation on my Facebook post. I, I tend to like to have conversations with ignorant, toothless racists because it makes me feel good. Like, it makes me feel good. <laughs> to, to, to see the vitriol that somebody can come after you with just because I have the letters ESQ at the end of my name and they don't. And, and the fact that my beautiful black picture is sitting right up there <laughs> living my best life. While they're sitting there toothless in their Walmart Express cut off sleeve jacket. That, that's, <laughs> I love it. You know, your <laughs> jeans shirts might, might be hot in Mississippi, but it doesn't fly in people. I love it. Uh, <laughs> it's. I feel like this is what, if my ancestors could come back, this is what they always wanted. Not to go on any kind of violent rampage revolution or burn tiki torches through Charlottesville. That's not what they want to do. My ancestors just wanted to be successful in the face of adversity. And then when somebody gets mad at that success, just drive through a puddle in a Benz truck and splash. (laughs) You know, you just ruled out violence a little too early, a little too soon. And let me tell you why. I saw today a video, you know, one of those standard things of some old white man ranting and raving, but this time he throws a chair at his sister. This is in West Hollywood, Mm -hmm. California. And then he comes at her with some object in his hand, looks like a pipe or something. She's like ducking out of the way. Young brother's there, you know, young man, 20s, whatever. He comes up and gets in between them. Great. And then he starts saying, excuse you, sir. Excuse you. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what part of the game is this? Where did that become standard protocol? Because my understanding is the only word you're supposed to say after that was, Your Honor, he deserved ass whooping. <laughs> I want to talk to my lawyer. That's the only no. word you're supposed to be saying after he done tried to hit a sister. All right. No. I, I don't care with his hand, with anything. And, and, and I'm starting to think. I wanted to call a black elder meeting tonight. We had a podcast. Maybe we'll call it tomorrow night. Um, and really, we need to talk about this. Um, because here's my thought is, I keep seeing these videos of, you know, virulent racist people yelling racial slurs or whatever and attacking, antagonizing black people who are holding the camera up. And I'm like, I, I'm not sure. That's That wasn't the way I was taught. I was raised. And, um, you know, my, when I was taught, um, you know, when they go low, um, you, you kick them in the nuts. Um, (laughs) it's easy for your foot to reach. That, that, that's my, my mama taught me that. All right. I was not taught that, 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 you know, and, and I see it with my sons. My sons would have been like that. Excuse you, sir. Um, and, and that wouldn't have been, you know, my initial reaction. And so I'm starting to think that the, the, what I want to do is propose so black people get on the conference call, same numbers always tomorrow night. And we're going to vote on this. And I want to rename black history month after the first brother who whooped the hell out of one of these racists on Facebook. All right. I, oh, I want to be you got I, on Facebook. I, I was going to throw Christmas addicts out there, but then you said on Facebook. No, no, on Facebook. Facebook. If I get a Facebook video <laughs> yeah. that we can share around or some brother whooping uh, one, one of these ranting racist people, I want to name Black History Tyrone History Month. All right. And every <laughs> year from now on, we celebrate Tyrone in the month of February. And we get our kids around and we have them watch the video and say, look, see, that's what happened, son. We attack a black woman. Now, see how he kept hitting them even when he was on the ground? He started kicking them. <laughs> That's what we do. All right. Now I'm gonna go change your diaper now. We teach them young. We teach them young, all right. But the point is, t- 
Tyrone History Month, and maybe if you whoop somebody, you get a day. You get February twentieth. You know, right? It would be you know Jesse Day. Um, but the point is, <laughs> <laughs> is, it's getting crazy out there, and I, I, I I'm willing to bring a little violence back. All right, and no shooting. All right, because 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 my mama didn't teach me that. Um, okay. but, 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 but you, I, I don't see how we can keep letting people, you know, accost us in public and, and, and say all kind of vile things to us and, and try to lay their hands on our women and, uh, and not have some, what's, what's the movie quote, uh, consequences and repercussions. <laughs> well, you know, some people are trying to step up and stand against it. So like Maxine Waters, mm-hmm. she's been, uh, standing up. I think at this point, I'm almost inclined to say that she's positioning herself to be president because it seems like everybody has gone soft on talking about what Trump does. Trump is allowed to go out, talk about people crazy. I think he said Germany today was uh, <laughs> Russia or something like that in front of Angela Merkel, whatever the case may be. We, we basically have no friends at this point. So, right. so, so yeah, so he took our credit, but he's able to have people come out to rallies, beat up on black folks at rallies, do whatever they want. But yet, if we call them out on that and say he's racist, all of a sudden we look like jerks, uh, according to the media, because we we don't know his heart. You know, like, how, can you, how can you judge that somebody's racist just because you know of Central Park Five or uh, discrimination in housing against black people or any of the historical things that he's actually done? How about locking up three thousand children uh, and taking them right. from their parents, right. uh, all of whom are now white? white. How about that one? Absolutely. Absolutely. So Maxine Waters stands up, mm-hmm. really voicing, I would say, a, a, a large population of the American people, but particularly minority populations of the American people. And she says, no, if you see these people, you have just as much right to yell at them, tell them get out, tell them you not want, you don't want their business here, whatever the case may be. And people started taking their advice to heart. So they ran Christian, her racist self up out of the Mexican restaurant. Why she went to the Mexican restaurant after all this stuff was going on, we will never know. That's just the height of insensitivity. But what, be that as it may. Tell me that. They don't get that. How are they getting anything take out? If, in, in D.C., think about it. They're in Chocolate City. You mm-hmm. know how many, you know, I'm like, are you kidding me? What is wrong with you? Do you know how often, you know, they are, they are, they are, they are, they drinking pee and, and, you know, and, and eating stuff that's been on the floor and in the toilet. Like, are you crazy? And to me, you know, it, it, like, you know how many the help, uh, uh, you know, pie desserts they don't have? <laughs> and, 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 and I would be offended as a black, if, if, if at least one black person hasn't done it. You got damn, you're damn right you're supposed to do it. Um, and, and I don't get their idea of like, you know, you can't in the 21st century. Think about it. Even Miss Kizzy in Roots spit in a woman's water, right? Yeah. And, and you know, that, was, that was 400 years ago. So, you know, damn well, brother, you know, in the 21st century ain't going to treat you right. I'm like, you shouldn't even, you know, be going to, to, to no restaurant with, 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 no, with, with, with any people of color in it. You should be ashamed of yourself. The fact that they're going to serve you and then you're going to lock up their, their, their cousins. Well, you know, it, it was bold and people started taking it to heart. They started doing it. But then as natural media progression, media says, well, you know, I just don't understand why people would do that. This is not American. <laughs> you know, like we're supposed to be able to talk and 
you know, we can disagree on issues, but not be disagreeable. And, you know, all of this like peaceful, passive stuff because their community isn't the one being ravaged with babies that are in cages sleeping under aluminum foil. So, um, you know, it's amazing what people will allow to occur. But when uh, Maxine Waters steps up, the first thing that you hear is a sense of unity from both sides, both sides of the aisle. One, you got Republicans who are talking about, oh, well, you know, they want to escalate. Or if she wants to do that, then start shooting people. Like, that's that's right, right. Escalate. Then you got Democrats who are like, Maxine, stop doing that. You need to apologize. What? What? So, well, well let me ask you this. How much money do you think Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi have bet on a Republican retained Congress in November. I, I, they they got to be in line on that in Vegas. I, they got to have their houses bet on that because they are doing everything they can to make sure the Republicans stay in power. Now, 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 the Democrats, I know Chuck and Nancy listen sometimes. So, so hear, hear, hear me out, cuck and fancy. Let me explain this to you. <laughs> if, if black people don't come out in record numbers, risk going to jail, stay in long lines, take a day off work, uh, none of y'all getting elected. All right. So, so, so when, so, so, so when, when, when our hero, anti Maxine, all right, we don't call her that because of disrespect. The woman we write gospel songs about reclaiming my time. All right. When, when, when she comes out with something, uh, just out of respect to the only people who could win you this election, you need to shut the hell up. Just out of respect. Respect. R E S P. You know how to spell it. Respect. All right. And, and, and the idea that you're going to piss off your most reliable voting base, the one you need. And the idea is, well, we can keep pissing you off because Trump is worse. Well, I don't know about you, but when I go to a restaurant, I don't go, oh, what's your second worst thing on the menu? <laughs> I won't go to that restaurant. Right. So don't act like we will keep coming out and risking our time and effort, whatever, to vote for you. And you're going to treat us second worst. You, you, you know, <laughs> you need to be out there like Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. Yeah. And, and, you know, as a politician, I feel like optics are your tool. So the optics of two older white people telling a black woman essentially to shut up, like that's not just, that, that is problematic for me on a lot of levels. Um, and, and I just feel like, A, it shows a disconnect between the leadership and the party. B, I definitely think that these people are standing in the way of a lot of the significant minority voices that are trying to come up and take control of the party. um, And that is high time for us to do. Um, And I think, you know, they, they have a vested interest despite what they say publicly about Donald Trump. I'm convinced that they have a vested interest in seeing Donald Trump succeed just as much as the Republicans do, because sometimes the art of, looking like you're doing battle with some kind of demon or Goliath right. <laughs> uh, is more job security in the eyes of politics than, than you know, actually bringing about any kind of change. Well, well, that's the problem with Trump and why he happens. Think about it. If Trump isn't making people money, giving people what they ultimately want, he doesn't exist. Nothing happens. You know, think about it. What happens when you, you know, start getting in between people and their money and, and, and things they want? The reason that Trump exists is because he is profitable to a lot of people. So the media, MSNBC talks about how much they hate Trump. Um, but, but they gave him, you know, more advertising than all the other Republicans combined by t- 10 times. They gave him a billion dollars of free advertising. That's how much they hate him because he's making them money. 
right? You know, nobody was watching a Republican primary or a Republican debate until Trump started getting on there talking about you know, how big his dick was in the debate. All right, now everybody's going to watch. Same thing with, you know, the, the the Democrats. You know how much money they raised in fundraising for people trying in the resistance? Right? Mm. You know, I'm, you know, the resistance is, is, is a cash cow for them. So, yeah, you know what? They're not in any hurry to, to get that cash cow gone. The same reason why the Republicans, by the way, weren't in any hurry to overturn Roe v. Wade. They like to say that. But you know how much money they raised from overturning Roe v. Wade? You know how much money they're not going to raise next year if they overturn it? And, and yeah. so there's constantly this thing, you're right, where, you know, the people, you know, are, 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 are less competitive and more complicit. Mm. And it seems like the Democrats have a special thing where they really, I think that for them, it's like, yeah, we could win a lot of elections. We mobilize black people, gays, Latinos, but that wouldn't really be a real victory. It ain't really counting unless we get the white people. Right, you know, because otherwise it's cheating. You're in the low hanging fruit. You don't really want all these other you know, people. You want to get, you know, now you know your values really accepted if, if they're white people. You know, that, that it's a good neighborhood, right? We want to be in the good neighborhood. We want to live with all mm. these people. And, and, and because think about it, you know, you have people, who, 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 perfect example, you know, black people, loyal constituents, you know, and, and there's never, ever any thought of trying to go to, 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 to put, put any policies out there that would attract us. And here's why. They don't care. Think about Chuck Someone care less, right? About Black Lives Matter, one way or the other. Police matter doesn't care. But here's what his concern is: he doesn't want to ever make it look like to the white people that he's catering to the black people because he might lose their votes. And so the same thing with why the House and Democrats or the, the Democrats won't fight very hard for DACA. They won't shut down the government for DACA because they don't want to ever say an American job, American person lost their job, with them trying to protect these brown people. And because they're, 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 they're absolutely obsessed with that three white votes that they might get. And it'll be three at most. But they're absolutely obsessed with them. Wow. Yeah. Sad state of affairs, man. Sad state of affairs. But um, who knows? Like, I don't know where, as a country, we plan on being. I'm, I'm already preparing for uh, Trump, you know, second term. Uh, <laughs> mainly because I just feel like the Democrats right now, uh, our front runner is Joe Biden. Um, and you know, no, no disrespect to Joe Biden. I hear he listens to the show too. Um, no disrespect to Joe Biden, but I just feel like, uh, the time for him to run was the last cycle while you're still cruising off that Obama wave. Uh, how, how about before like, you get to be 250 years old? How about that? Yeah, yeah. And then it's like, it, who do you pick? Do you go Joe Biden? Do you go Bernie Sanders? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, see, and that's the thing is we're so, you know, the Democrat side, I look at the other day, they had a chart, and this blew my mind. Usually when you look at a comparison between Republicans and Democrats, the Republicans seem to be, the Democrats seem to be more progressive, more, you know, with it. When you look at yeah. the Senate, the average age of a Democratic senator was over 70. The average age of a Democratic House person was over 50. And the Republicans were like 60 and 40. And the thing that got me was it's just that our leadership is, 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 is so much older. And it's not an ageist thing, all right? You know, there's some wisdom to be gained there. But the truth of the matter is this, is that you don't normally, all right, put older people 
in charge in jobs that are very strenuous, that require a great level of energy and, and dynamism. And I'll prove it to you. The AARP, right? Whatever that stands for, but it's the old people organization, right? You have to be 55 to get in there. But the person who runs the organization is not 55. They were not going to get an 80-year-old to run AARP because they want to get their discounts. All right. They don't want to be waiting for somebody to take a nap to get up to get the discounts. All right. Now, if the old people don't trust the old person, then what the heck are the rest of us? And it's not like I said, it's not a matter of age, but it's simply a matter of, you know, think about it. You know, it sounds like that's a horrible thing to say, but, but you no, know, we, we often choose things in life because of age. We don't let four year olds drive, right? We, we think age matters. And if you want a progressive movement, when have old people been on the vanguard of, 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 of progressive movements? Dr. King is 26 when he leaves the Montgomery Improvement Association. Mm. Not, not 76, all right? Malcolm died, what, before he was 40? You know, a lot of the, the great progressive changes happen from young people, all right? This, this, you know, the, the, the hippie movement is not, not run by a bunch of 80-year-old professors, right? And so the idea that as Democrats, we're going to get these new ideas for a new century from people who have prospered in, in, in you know, the 1800s, probably not. Yeah, I mean, there's just so many things to be worried about once you get once you get up there that uh, government is least your worries. But what I'll say is, I think a lot of the people who are seniors now probably still get the tail end of, of benefits from that great the greatest generation, mm-hmm. uh, social security reforms and all that stuff. You know, things that people like me won't have. <laughs> <laughs> finally, get to retirement age uh, as retirement will ultimately be a thing of the past. Um, but, you know, something has to change only because if you look at CNN just today, you can see our position in the world is plummeting. Like, I think, I don't know who the guy was, I don't know where, what country he was from, but he made a speech about America doesn't have any friends left. And ordinarily, <laughs> regardless of who was president, and I remember even back when George Bush got shoes thrown at him, right? <laughs> Like there's a certain level of you know I don't I don't want to say it's gang culture but there's a certain level of respect for a United States president that I feel like you're supposed to have but all that went out the window with Trump right like, I, I feel like with George Bush he, it was a lot of stuff I didn't like about him and I complain but I look at myself in the mirror now and I'm like oh if George Bush <laughs> if he could come back down anything but Trump. He, 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 I don't think George Bush was inherently evil. I just think he didn't know what he was doing. He was there you go. I think Trump is inherently evil and he don't know what he's doing. And that's even worse. I can deal with, you know, George Bush's brother, Jeb, who's inherently evil, but he's smart. Right. Versus inherently evil and doesn't know. Because inherently evil and doesn't know reminds me of people who I grew up with. That's <laughs> And you'll do anything. <laughs> you'll do anything if you're ignorant. You'll blow right. the world up just to prove the point. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, 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 I absolutely, I, I, I absolutely agree with you um, there. So, um, any other blackness? I don't think we had any other blackness this week. Um, now, we're going to be, I think, a few weeks on the, uh, on hiatus. Now, people, normally it's my fault when these same things, technology, what happens. Um, but, but, you know, but this time it's all going to be Jesse's fault because somebody got <laughs> on three week vacation, uh, all around the world. I don't know where you're going to, to, to Wakanda and, and the moon. Um, all uh, all me, of that. 
yeah, all, all, all of that. Um, and you know, I ain't had three weeks my whole life, but he got three weeks in a row. Uh, so we're gonna be back to you in, in, in months from now. It'd be, you know, we'd be old by then. Um, I'll probably be old enough to run for a Democratic senator, uh, by, by, by the time we get back. But it's gonna be what, about three weeks, brother? Three weeks. Three weeks. I've, I've earned it. I'm gonna enjoy it before the students come back to classes. And uh, and we'll go from there. Oh, and, and side note, before we roll out, I do want to give a special shout out to uh, Mayor London Breed, the first black mayor of San Francisco. Congratulations. Uh, I know she doesn't listen to the show, but I just wanted to put it out there and memorialize it so that when she does finally listen to the show, she can know that we were always in her corner. All right. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, I'm rooting for everybody black. Absolutely. Wakanda forever. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, everybody, for so much. And we promise when we be back in the fall, we're going to have a regular schedule. We're going to be almost white. All right. Consistent. On time. <laughs> Almost. We're going to be about 15, 20 minutes late. We're going to be about 15, 20 minutes late every week. We're going to do that. All right. But, but but we're going to be a much more consistent thing. So, hey, thanks, everybody, for hanging in there. We'll, we'll talk to you soon.